Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Ram Goldhai and Zimur Zechus Yavamas Daf Chaf. The second parak Ketzad. The second parak has been generously sponsored for the Hotzlacha of Avadya Ben Leia and his family. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states, Isser Mitzvah is Kedusha Choletzes Volimus Abemus. An Isser Mitzvah and an Isser Kedusha do Chalitzah but not Yibum. And define an Isser Mitzvah as Shneos Medivay Sofrim. Secondary Arayos were prohibited by the Rabban and an Isser Kedusha as an Almanah to a Kongado, a Grusha or Chuzah to a Kohen, a Mamzeris or Nusina to Yisrael or a Bas Yisrael to a Nasan or a Mamzer. The one asks why the Tana uses the term Isser Mitzvah, and Abaya answers, Mitzvah Lishmoa Dibre Chachamim. It's a Mitzvah to listen to the words of the Chachamim. It then asks why the Tana used the term Isser Kedushin, and answers, because the Pasuk states regarding Kohanim, Kedoshim Yiyulel Kehem. They shall be sanctified to their God, and this refers to a Kohen marrying certain women. Abraises brought the taught that Rabbi Yehuda switched the definitions, and the Gemara explains the reason that Naamanu to a Kongado and a Grusha and Chalusa to Regal Kohen are called Isser Mitzvah is because it's written regarding the prohibitions of Kahanim, Eluha Mitzvahs. These are the Mitzvahs. Rav explains that Shneos are called Isser Kedusha because of the principle of Kadesh Asmacha B'Mutalach, sanctify yourself by refraining from what's permitted to you. Pointing to the Gemara notes that the Mishnah stated that an Almana may not be taken in Yibum by Kongado, implying that it makes no difference if she fell to Yibum from Nisuan or Erison. It adds that while it's understandable that she's forbidden, she falls from Nisuan because she's prohibited by the Mitzvah's Ase that a Kohen must marry a virgin, and the Losase that he may not take a widow. Vein Ase Docha Losase, Vaase, and Ase does not push off a Losase and an Ase. But in the case of the Almana falling from Erison, it's only a losase that forbids her to him. Rashi explains that since she's a virgin, she only has a losase of a comb being forbidden to an almana. Therefore, let the ase of yibum override the losase against a comb gobble marrying a widow. Rav Gittel said, in the name of Rav, the Pasuk states, Then his Yavama shall go up to the gate for Chalitza. Now, since it was unnecessary to state his Yavama, since the Pasuk already referred to her as that, it's coming to teach, There is a Yavama who's subject to Chalitza and not Yibum. And who is this? It's one who's prohibited to the Yavam by a love. Rav's answer will be analyzed and ultimately come to be refuted. And point number three, after Rav's answer is refuted, Rav attempts a number of times to resolve the question as to why the Almana from Erison is prohibited from Yibum to a Kongado given that she's only prohibited by one love. He then concludes that the reason she's forbidden is that it's a Gezera via Rishona atu via Shnia, a Gezera that the Yavam not do the first act of relations for the midst of Yibum out of concern that he might have a second act of relations, which is not a fulfillment of a mitzvah. But the rice of the Yavam is permitted to her for the first act of relations, as it's the mitzvah of Yibam, but then must divorce her immediately afterwards because he'll not be doing a mitzvah anymore when having a second act of relations, and there's still a love. The Rabban were concerned that he would not divorce her promptly, and therefore decreed that she do chalitza, not yibum. Rav attempts to retract his answer, but his retraction will be refuted. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states: Isser mitzvah is kedusha chalitzes v'olimus abemis. An iser mitzvah and an iser kedusha do chalitza but not yibum, and define an iser mitzvah as shnios medivay sofrim. Secondary arayos were prohibited by the Rabban and an iser kedusha as an almana to a kongado, a grusha or chuzah to a kohen, a mamzeris or nesina to Yisrael, or a Bas Yisrael to a Nasan or a Mamzer. The one asks why the Tana uses the term Isser Mitzvah, and Abaya answers, Mitzvah Lishmoa Dibre Chachamim. It's a Mitzvah to listen to the words of the Chachamim. It then asks why the Tana used the term Isser Kedushin, and answers, because the Pasuk states regarding Kohanim, Kedoshim Yiyulel Kehem. They shall be sanctified to their God, and this refers to a Kohen marrying certain women. 
Abraisa's brother taught that Rabbi Yehuda switched the definitions. And the Gemara explains the reason that Naaman to a Kongado and a Gerusha and Chalusa to Rega Kohen are called Iser Mitzvah is because it's written regarding the prohibitions of Kahanim, Eluha Mitzvahs. These are the Mitzvahs. Rav explains that Shniyos are called Iser Kedusha because of the principle of Kadesh Asmacha B'Mutalach. Sanctify yourself by refraining from what's permitted to you. Pointing to the Gemara notes that the Mishnah stated that an Almana may not be taken in Yibum by Kongado, implying that it makes no difference if she fell to Yibum from Nisuan or Erisun. It adds that while it's understandable that she's forbidden, she falls from Nisuan because she's prohibited by the Mitzvah's Ase that a Kohen must marry a virgin, and the Los Ase that he may not take a widow. Vein Ase, Doche Los Ase, Ase, and Ase does not push off a Los Ase and an Ase. But in the case of the Almana falling from Erisun, it's only a losase that forbids her to him. Rashi explains that since she's a virgin, she only has a losase of a comb being forbidden to an almana. Therefore, let the ase of yibum override the losase against a kongal marrying a widow. Rav Gittel said in the name of Rav, the Pasuk states, Then his yavama shall go up to the gate for chalitza. Now, since it was unnecessary to state his yavama, since the Pasuk already referred to her as that, it's coming to teach, There is a Yabama who's subject to Chalitza and not Yibum. And who is this? It's one who's prohibited to the Yavam by a love. Rav's answer will be analyzed and ultimately come to be refuted. And point number three, after Rav's answer is refuted, Rav attempts a number of times to resolve the question as to why the Almana from Erison is prohibited from Yibum to a Kongado given that she's only prohibited by one love. He then concludes that the reason she's forbidden is that it's a gezerah biya rishona atu biya shniya, a gezerah that the yavam not do the first act of relations for the midst of yibum, out of concern that he might have a second act of relations, which is not a fulfillment of a mitzvah. But the rights of the Yavam is permitted to her for the first act of relations, as it's the mitzvah of Yibam, but then must divorce her immediately afterwards because he'll not be doing a mitzvah anymore when having a second act of relations, and there's still a love. The Rabbanim were concerned that he would not divorce her promptly, and therefore decreed that she do chalitza, not Yibam. Rav attempts to retract his answer, but his retraction will be refuted. All right, so now we go to a simmer dav chaf, and our standard simmon is a cafe, a cafe. So here goes. The Shnios and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah, and Kedusha Cafe. Listen attentively to the Almana from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kongado in Yibum, not because of a love, but because of a Gezera. So once again, it's a motion. The Shnios and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe, Cafe, that must be more of Chav. The Shnios and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe, which reminds us the next Mishnah states, Isser Mitzvah is a Kedusha Choletzis Mulmiser Bemis, an Isser Mitzvah and an Isser Kedusha do Cholitzah but not Yibum. And the Gemara presents two opposite Pshantim as to whom they refer to and why they use this terminology. So the Shnios and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe listen attentively to the Almano from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kongado in Yibum, which reminds the Gemara as why an Almano from Erison is forbidden to do Yibum to a Kongado. Since she's a virgin, she only has the Losase of a Kohen being forbidden to an Almana. Therefore, Yavo Asev Yitche Losase, let the Asev Yibum override the Losase against a Kongado marrying a widow. Rav answers that the Pasuk states, Then his Yavama shall go up to the gate for Chalitza. Since it was unnecessary to state his Yavama, since the Pasuk already referred to her as that, it's coming to teach, There's a Yavama who's subject to Chalitza and not to Yibam. And who is this? It's one who's prohibited to the Yavam by a love. Rav's answer will ultimately be refuted. So, 
The Shniyos and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe listen attentively to the Almana from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kohen Gadol and Yibum, not because of a love, but because of a Gezerah, which reminds us that Rav explains the reason that an Almana from Erison is forbidden to do Yibum to a Kohen Gadol is a Gezerah be a Rishona atu be a Shniya, a Gezerah that the Yavim not do the first act of relations for the mitzvah Yibum out of concern that he might have a second act of relations, which is not a fulfillment of a mitzvah. So once again, the Shniyos and Almanos dining at the Isser Mitzvah and Kedusha Cafe listen attentively to the Almana from Eris and tell her personal story that she was not permitted to a Kohen Gadol and Yibum, not because of Olav, but because of a Gezerah. All right, now it's time for Forbla Bat Chazara. Dav Tezayin. So the symbol Dav Tezayin is toes, and we often use an acrobat with big toes. So here goes. The poor acrobat with large toes. Acrobat with large toes? That must be around Dav Tezayin. The poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stunts, which reminds us that Rabbi Dosmer Hagen has clarified to a delegation Rabbanim that he held like Beis Hill that Tsar's Bito Asura, and that it was his brother Yonason who was a Talmud of Beis who held Tsar's Bito as Mutter, and he had 300 reasons to back up his position. So, the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stunts, ran off to Amun Amov, where he hoped to collect Maeser Ani during Shviz. Which reminds us, Haggai's second ruling was, Amun Amov ma'asri Maeser Ani b'Shviz. Jews in Amun Amov give Maeser Ani in the seventh year. Only the lands of the ones from Babel conquered would be sanctified for future times and be subject to the laws that apply in Eretz Yisrael. And they left over some areas unsanctified in order that the poor should rely on them for produce during Shviz. Rashi explains that the poor in Eretz Yisrael would come to Amun Amov during Shviz and hire themselves out as agricultural workers and also receive Leket Shechopeah so the poor acrobat with large toes, who was afraid to compete with his first-class opponent, known to perform 300 stuns, ran off to Amon Amoav, where he hoped to collect Maeser Ani during Shviz, and was relieved to meet the minister of the world who told him that he'd never seen a tzaddik forsaken, which reminds us, it was the Sar HaOlam, the minister of the world, which is a malach, into whose hands the whole world has been given, who recited the Pasuk, Nahayisi Gamzikanti, Vlareyisi Tzaddik Nezav. I have been a youth and also old, but I have not seen a tzaddik forsaken, nor his children begging for food. The Marashah explains that since this malach existed from the time of creation, his testimony that he never saw a tzaddik forsaken is truly remarkable. Daf Yedzayin, so the similar Daf Yedzayin is a used car, and we often use a used car salesman. So here goes. The non-Jewish used car salesman, used car salesman, that must mean we're on Daf Yedzayin. The non-Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribe Autos, which reminds us on the bottom of the Tessalon Lama Beis, Rav Yudah said in the name of Ravasi, if an idolater is Makadosh a Jewish woman nowadays, we suspect that it's a valid condition because he might be a Jew from the Aseris Shvatim, from the Ten Tribes, where she explains that Ravasi holds that a child born from a Jewish man and a Gentile woman is a Jewish mamzer, and therefore, nowadays, we suspect that every non-Jewish man from the place where the Ten Tribes dwell is a Jewish mamzer descendant from the Ten Tribes, and we need to suspect that the condition is valid. Shmuel said that there isn't a problem for a child born from a Jewish father to a Gentile woman is not Jewish, and there isn't a concern about the children born from Jewish women from the Ten Tribes, because either they were not able to give birth because of the long, difficult journey, or because the Nevi'im declared that their offspring should be considered complete idolaters. So, the non-Jewish used car salesman from 
Ten tribe autos sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father. Which reminds us that the source that Neishas Hakiv Shoyel Bamo is not taking Yibum is from the pasuk Yeshua Achim Yachtov when brothers dwell together and one of them dies childless. Shaitzlam Yeshiva Achaz Ba'olam Prat Neishas Hakiv Shoyel This implies that the brothers dwelled at the same time in the world, excluding the wife of one's non-contemporary brother. Reviewer then expands that the word Yachtov together teaches Miuchadim Anachla joined in regard to inheritance. Which Rashi explains means that they inherit each other, prat excluding from Yibum one's brother from a mother. Rava said that the source that Yibum was only for paternal brothers is learned from the Gzer Shava of Achva Achva Yaakov. So, the non Jewish used car salesman from Ten Tribados sold a van to two living paternal brothers who just received a Yerusha from their father, who were racing to make it to the wedding of the mother of a deceased Shomer's Yavam to a Yavam because they held there was no Zika. Which reminds us, Rabuna said in the name of Rab, Shomer's Yavam Shemesa Mutta Be'ima, if a woman who is awaiting her Yavam died before he did Yibam or Chalitza, he's permitted to marry her mother. The Mora says that we see the Rabuna holds Ein Zika. There is no Zika bond between the Yavam and his Yavama. Rush explains that we do not look at the Zika to the Yavama as a bond that makes you like an Arusa, an engaged woman who would forbid her mother to him after her death. Daf Yudches, so the Simr Daf Yudches is a Chupa, because Ben Yudches, a Chupa, an 18 year old, goes to Chupa. So here goes. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's asked to be mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah. Chuppah? That must be warned off Yudches. The expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's asked to be mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, which reminds you of Mer holds that there is no zika. And the reason for his ruling that two sisters that fall to Yibum to two brothers must do chalid says because he holds asuvato mitzvah yavamim. It's forbidden to be mavato, the mitzvah of Yibum. If Yibum was permitted, then perhaps after one brother does Yibum, the other one will die. And then the first one will not be able to do Yibum or Chalitza to the other widow because she's an Ervatim, being that she is a sister of his Yavama. Therefore, Rebmer prohibits either brother from doing Yibum and requires him to do Chalitza. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that's Asatibimavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon holds that a baby born after a second brother does Yibum may do Yibum or Chalitza to the Yavama from the first brother or her tsara. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds that since the Yavama became the wife of the second brother before the third brother was born, she never fell to Yibum to the third brother. Therefore, she's not an erva to him, and he may do Yibum or Chalitza to either her or her tsara. So, the expert Yibum rabbi, famous for his psak, that it's Atzatimimavato, the mitzvah of Yibum, was interrupted in the middle of a chuppah with news that a baby brother of a Yavam had been born after the Yibum, and immediately sent back a message that even if the baby had been born before the Yibum, that there is Zika, and the Yavam is like a full-fledged wife. Which reminds Rabbi Oshia says, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon also disagrees with the first mission in the Perkin holds that even if the third brother was born before the second brother did Yibum, if the second brother dies childless after doing Yibum with the Yavama, the third brother may take her since she's not considered The Gemara explains The Rabbi Shimon holds that there is Zika between every Yavam and Yavam, and he also holds that a woman bound to a man in Zika is considered Considered like a full-fledged wife. Daf Yutes, so the similar Daf Yutes is a yacht. So here goes. When a huge wave crashed into a yacht, yacht, that must mean we're on Daf Yutes. 
when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time. Which reminds us, Rabbi Oshia challenged Rabbi Oshia's interpretation of Rabbi Shimon that Zika Kognus Yadamya, a Zika is equivalent to making the Yavama the Yavam's full-fledged wife, based on a mission where Rabbi Shimon exempts two sisters who fall to a third brother from even doing Chalitza. Now, if Rabbi Shimon holds Zika Kognus Yadamya, that a Zika makes the Yavama like a full-fledged wife, then let the third brother perform Yibum with the one who was widowed first, and then the other one should be exempt from Yibum and Chalitza, since her sister is already somewhat married to the Yavam. After several solutions to this challenge are rejected, Ravashi answers, If the two sisters fell to Yibum, one after the next, that would be the case that the first widow would be permitted to Yibum. But the case here is the Nafubabasachas, where they fell to the third brother at the exact same moment. And Rabbi Shimon holds, like Rabbi Yossi Agli, who says, It's possible to be exact. So when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters at exactly the same time, one of the Yavamas got upset when the Yavam attempted to do mimer without her consent. Which reminds us, it was taught in a bright, so Osamai b'yabimta shulmadaita, if one performed mimer with a Yavama without her consent, Rebbe says, Kana, he's acquired her as his wife, but the Chamu say that he is not. And the Gemara explains that the question rests on whether we learn out mimer from Yibum, which can be done without consent, or from Kedushin, which has to be done with consent. So, when a huge wave crashed into a yacht, killing two brothers who were married to two sisters, at exactly the same time, one of the Yavamas got upset when a Yavam attempted to do mimer without her consent, while the other one overheard a group of passengers murmur, once a Yavama, always a Yavama. Which reminds us, the Gemara asked what was the Chachamim's reason for prohibiting the third brother who was born after Yibum and answers that the Pasuk states, and he, referring to the Yavam, shall take her to himself as a wife and perform Yibum with her, which implies that even after he takes her as his wife, the original Yibum status is still on her. Rashi explains that this means she's always called a Yavama. All right, so that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Kondzichu wishing you a great day and great learning.